It's 6 o'clock. Time to call Baird Brothers, America's source for fine hardwood since 1960. The Valley's News, Weather, and Sports Station. News Radio 570 WKBN, Youngstown. Here's what's happening in the Valley. Good afternoon, I'm Macy Jepson. A body found Friday morning at a landfill in Trumbull County came from Portage County. The body was found in a rollaway container at a landfill in Lordstown used to dump construction debris. The coroner's office has ruled the death a suicide. Police in Madison Township are investigating what appears to be a murder-suicide. A deputy went to check on a woman and her son who didn't show up for church on Sunday. The deputy found 80-year-old Shirley Davis dead in her bed. The body of her 44-year-old son, Robert, was found next to the bed on the floor. Deputies have determined that late Saturday, Robert Davis shot his mother and then himself. Deputies do not know why it happened. Tom Moore reporting in the newsroom. There is a chance the Youngstown City water customers could receive a credit on their bills in the near future. Youngstown City Council will take up legislation on Wednesday that would settle a lawsuit over the legality of using water funds for economic development. If the ordinance passes, the city's Board of Control would have permission to issue nearly $1.5 million in credits to water customers. A barn fire this morning on Green Beaver Road in Beaver Township was controlled quickly. The fire started when a heater caught some straw on fire. Green Township Assistant Fire Chief Adam Noble. Well, a passerby, actually one of the guys from our fire department saw it, stopped, tried to alert the owner. The owner wasn't present, so he was able to make the notifications, and we got here pretty quick contained within two of the horse stalls that were inside. And in Champion this morning, a family escaped a house fire on Schaefer Road. It started in their home's garage and filled the house with smoke. From the insurance experts, our Kashmiri and Associates News Center, I'm Macy Jepson on Youngstown Warren's only news radio, 570 WKBN. Our next update at 630. Just ahead, more stimulating talk from the O'Charlie's Digital Studios. 999 menu, nine great meals, one great price. Oh, Charlie's percent. Don't be left out in the cold this winter. Call Massa Heating in Girard, 545-6063. Your factory authorized Bryant dealer. Rain showers developing tonight, especially late. Wind becoming gusty at times, jumping to 30 miles per hour. Small chance for isolated thunder through morning, lows in the middle 40s. Rain likely, especially early tomorrow, staying gusty with gusts to 30 miles per hour or higher. Daytime highs in the lower 50s, then falling through the afternoon and evening. With your Storm Team 27 forecast, I'm meteorologist Paul Wetzel. Now 53. Securities and advisory services offered through Investicorp, member FINRA, SIPC. Information provided during the J. Arnold Wealth Management Company show is intended for informational purposes only and should not be considered advice. Please consult with your own investment advisor or tax advisor before making any investment decisions. This is the J. Arnold Wealth Management Show. And uh, as we do on Monday nights, we welcome to the broadcast John Arnold on News Radio 570 WKBN. The little financial uh, advice that's going on. Let's talk, John. What's uh, what, what's going on these days as far as uh, the market is concerned? I just hear more and more record highs. Comments? Yeah, it was a weird day today, Ron. I want to tell you something's going to be crazy. I don't, I don't know how much you pay attention to the everyday markets, but the Nasdaq was down seventy points today, which is significant. The Dow Jones finished up in the fifties, uh, or, or up fifty, I should say. So. It was a really weird day on Wall Street. The Dow Jones was up as much as 300 points a day. And then the NASDAQ, obviously, was really down. Um, so I didn't really hold much weight into this being an update. In my opinion, we had a pretty significant down day, and that's fine. It, what we had here is uh, buy on the rumor, sell on the news. And I'll elaborate a little bit more on that in a second here. But it was a really, really weird, dismal day in the market. It really was. What do you attribute that to, John? Uh, well, when you there's a saying in our industry called "buy on the rim or sell on the news." That means for the past three or four weeks, this market has kept going up and up and up and up, and with no release valve. And then, and that was because of the tax reform uh, rumor news. And sure enough, tax reform has cleared the Senate, so more than likely it's going to be a bill and passed. And so, with that said, that means that the news is in. So there's some profit-taking that's happening today. So another thing that a lesson learned for amateur investors out there is 
can't really put much weight into that Dow Jones because the true markets, the NASDAQ and the S&P 500. And this is a perfect, perfect uh, example scenario of that being true. But now the, you would think that hasn't the market doesn't the market soar and like the Trump tax plan and the fact that it's that it's getting accomplished you know obviously it's still got to work out the bugs between you know the the House and the Senate but I mean aren't those all positive steps John? They're they're positive as a matter of fact the, the street looks at it as a science seal delivered they, they they're considering a done deal and that's the reason for the sell today because. You know, the market's been beefing up on the on the on the rumor that it was going to go through a lot of excitement. And uh, here's an example, and which kind of contradicts what I, what I've been saying for the past couple of years. Um, and, and I'll get into this in a second. Uh, so Trump, uh, you know, there was a little bit of fake news on the street about Trump lied to this and that. It turned out to be an ABC uh, investigator slash reporter uh, reported false news. And during that false news time period. The market had dropped 300 points just basically on this false news because it might have endangered tax reform. And sure enough, when it came out that the news was was faulty and, and not not accurate, the market zoomed right back up. So uh, how that relates to what you're saying is is um, it sure enough hand in hand does go uh, hand in hand with, uh, with with you know the excitement of the Trump tax reform. Wall Street really likes it. John Arnold really likes it. Obviously. Um, and, and it's a positive thing. How that con- contradicts what I've been saying for the past couple of years, because I, w- I haven't given Trump 100% full credit for this market rise. I didn't think it, was, uh, I didn't think it would be accurate. But it turns out that, it, it, that the, the guy deserves more credit than I've been giving him because uh, I've, seen what would ha- I've seen the market react to bad news on Trump it, it, for just relatively trans- you know, very thin news that was completely inaccurate. It fell. Uh, pretty significantly within hours, just based on false reporting. So if something really bit, bad to come out, that tells me that uh, Trump is really having a, a really positive effect on the market more than I have been given credit for, which is surprising because I didn't think the President of the United States really had a direct impact on the stock market. And, and sure enough, he, it, I've been proven wrong. He does. So, so that this, Trump. So there's the Trump bump, as they call it, right? Yeah. Starting to be a believer in it. All right. I really wasn't, but I'm starting to be a believer in it. Let me see what uh, Dan and Fowler wants. You're on with the John Arnold Show. Hello, Dan. Hello. How's it going? Good. Hey, you Doing know well. what? I'm, I'm, I have kind of a scary story about finances. I was so afraid of Obama when he got elected, I went to cash. Then I had half of my stuff stolen from me from, uh, through a divorce. So I'm like really in bad shape now. I have no investments other than cash. And I'm wondering what to do with the couple thousand dollars that I have now in uh, in cash. You know, I, and um, I keep thinking I should invest in something, but it's a new high every day. So, you know, I, I, I right. thinking I, you don't I, want to invest at the top. Right. I fully get what this guy's saying. You know, he's saying, geez, you know, uh, buy, uh, sell high, buy low, and all that kind of stuff. What, uh, give him, what are your thoughts, John? Well, I'm copies on a rock and a hard place. And here's the reason why. From a suitability, compliance standpoint, I, in, in, in a million years, would never be able to invest somebody's last couple thousand dollars. No, no licensed person would be. So let's pretend I don't know that. Let's pretend that you didn't get half your net worth or more stolen from you in a divorce. And uh, let's say you had a couple bucks saved. I would uh, beg to differ in the fact that you have momentum on your side. Uh, and I believe this is a good, I, I think you have a good time, this is a good time to invest in the United States stock market. And I wouldn't be wild and crazy with the picks, but I think you can make some money, especially with CDs where they're at. You don't really, if you're willing to hold a blue chip like AT&T paying a 5.5% dividend the same amount of time you would a CD, which is approximately three years, I, I, I believe, and that's an opinion, that you would come out a winner and beat the CD. Um but you understand his you understand his, his hesitation. Be saying, "Boy, every day's a new record." And man, you know, I could buy in, and it could. Get, I get. I totally get what this guy's saying. But you're saying, despite that, it's not a bad idea. Do I have that correct? You have it correct. Okay. And I and I firmly believe that there's 
And again, you got to remember, Dan, Ron, the world, John Arnold doesn't have a fortune teller glass. I could easily be wrong. We could have a dot-com crash type scenario tomorrow in Bitcoin, and that might send the market uh, shooting down. We could have a terrorist attack. We could actually shoot a missile over North Korea, over to and blow up North Korea, and all hell might break loose. But contention upon nothing catastrophic, a black swan event, I do believe, and believe is an opinionated word, that you can make some some really nice gains in the stock market, uh, the United States stock market to be specific, uh, in your portfolio. Obviously, I'm very sorry that you got hurt in your divorce, but um, if you have some bucks to chance and risk, I think this is a good bet. I really do. Now, now okay. hang on a caller. As a, as a guy with a couple thousand dollars, just uh, from your expertise, would, would he not be better uh, trying to get a online, getting a Vanguard account with low fees and that kind of stuff, John? Yeah, yeah, and that's where I was going to recommend to him when we get off the air or, you know, sometime this week, give me a call, and I'll be glad to give you a couple free picks. Uh, I, I prefer... I always tell my, my the people that I don't think that that would be a good value to to share builder. Share builder is easily just easy to set up. It's it, I have no, I have no dog in that hunt. As a matter of fact, they're a competitor. But uh, for low cost trading and simplified trading, I think share builder is the top top dog. And I'm not. And um, and then obviously, like I said, give me a phone call. I give you a couple free picks. I think you do what you want with them. I think you'd be. I think you'd be happy in a couple of years. Now, ShareBuilder share is what, John? What is that? Is that a Vanguard thing? It's just, uh, no, no. ShareBuilder is an online, uh, a very low commission based seven dollars a trade or eleven dollars a trade. One of the two based websites where <clears throat> Capital One owns them, and it used to be an ING uh, slash Voya type company, but Capital One bought them out. And like for college students or some of my clients' kids that are coming out of college, and I, I, I tell them, listen, I, I want to help your kids, I do, but don't give me 5000 bucks to invest because I, I can't do much with that, and uh, I don't want them to get charged a fee, uh, and I don't want them to have a, you know, a negative experience. So I send them, I send them share builder. Share builder is easy to manipulate and, and navigate, and, um, and, and, and it's very low cost. I don't know any broker in the world that can trade for eleven bucks to seven dollars a trade. It's just impossible. So that that's that's my uh, prudent, sound advice there. Well, one more thing, Dan. Can, would you recommend for him? No, maybe maybe uh, I don't want to say a mutual fund, but some type of fund. Well, let me, like an S and P five hundred index fund, something like that. Is that a good idea, John? I can't say. I'm restricted by. I, can't, oh, okay. I know that's such a. BS answer, and I'm sorry to give it to you. I can't say on the air. I just can't. Good question. Yeah. Do you have a favorite defense thing? You know, we're talking about uh, North Korea. Yes, I do. I know exactly where you're going. Again, I'm not saying to buy this. I'm not selling to say this. So you're in between the lines. XAR is something that I have in my portfolio. It's a defense ETF. I've had a lot of success with it. You can lose all your money in the world tomorrow in it. (laughs) <laughs> but if you're a gambling man uh, and you want a, you want an, uh, an exchange-traded fund that's low cost, what I think is um, worth taking some risk in, knowing that there's a high risk in it, that's the one, XAR. Thank you. You're welcome. Wish you the best of luck. Thank you, sir. All right, that's what it's all about. You got a comment or question for John, call us, 729-9977, 729-9977. We'll get you through to us here tonight. John will be with us till 7, 729-9977. When you talk about this, though, it's not something... It's not something that doesn't concern you too, though. When you see these mar- the, the market go up and up and up and this kind of stuff, I mean, it makes you nervous too, right? You you have said on previous shows you look for those buying opportunities when the market goes down. Yes, I do. Uh, I look at like you know you can't you can't legally say well the market's going to repeat itself, but I will say the history does help me a little bit. All right, so I I, I think that this is the same type of scenario. The market gains from mid '97 to maybe mid 2000. In '98, you couldn't do anything wrong. As a matter of fact, 60 Minutes had they were kind of made mocking, mocking and making fun of them stockbrokers. They had monkeys, and I mean literally monkeys throwing darts at stocks, and all the stocks made money. So, as 60 Minutes was basically saying, you no longer need a broker to trade stocks. Look at how good the market's doing, and look yeah, at how but well. John, it's hard to find a good monkey these days. 
boy, you're telling me. You're talking to one. <laughs> but I, um, uh, in, in, in all seriousness, you couldn't do no wrong. As, as a matter of fact, that's how I arrived in this industry, is the guy who recruited me in the industry, and I had no idea what this industry did, was basically telling me you dress nice and you make friends for a living because the investments will you know, basically make the client money. Now, I don't believe in that philosophy. I think it's ridiculous, but that's when I, I came into the market, hit the market at an all-time high in the 98-99 area, and um, it, was, it was a great time to be an investment guy back then. It really was. Uh, now, me, I, I was so green, and I had no idea what I was doing, that I, I didn't get to take advantage of it. As a matter of fact, like, I came out of the gate on the, on the top of the market, and I'm a living, walking example of the top of the market and crashing because by the time I really got my feet out under me as an investment guy, the market got its ass kicked bad. I mean, it was the second worst one ever in 2001 with 9-11. And a lot of people don't remember this, but the market was already fallen before that. A lot of news was coming out that this tech bubble was crashing. You know, these new dot-com, these dot-coms, they weren't worth the paper they were written on. And uh, the news was, start, was starting to spread. The dam had broke. And then 9-11, believe it or not, was just the kerosene on the fire. So um, I happened to start my career now to those, those years. And I and, and we'll get back in a second to it, but I've seen what it's like to invest in the top of the market and have it just go haywire. Even the greatest funds in the world got killed. So I understand the man's hesitation there, and I understand every investment person's hesitation because you're right. I always have that in the back of my mind. Is today the last high day for a while? But I also think you owe it to yourself and to your investors to be prudent and say, give me the Ben Franklin T-chart to where why shouldn't I invest in the market and why should I invest in the market and why and why I should kills why I shouldn't. Right. So I go, I go with what is. All right, stand by. We're talking with John Arnold's Truth and in Investing Show, News Radio 570 WKBN. Kevin, stand by. Your call coming up when we return right after these messages. 729-9977. John Arnold's Truth and in Investing, Monday nights. Let's check out the Storm Team 27 forecast. It's brought to you by Cordy Cigar Box. Inside Cheap Tobacco, State Street in Girard. Low tonight is 47 and dry. 80% chance of precip tomorrow and 52 for a high 27 for a low. And then it gets uh, on a chilly side. Dry on, let's see, Wednesday and 34. Dry on Thursday and 32. Right now, 53. News Radio 570 WKBN with John Arnold's. Here is uh, Kevin. You got a question for John? Go ahead. I know, Mr. Arnold. What's up, Ronnie? I'm well. Kevin, what up? Um, I wanted to ask you about the AT and T that wanted by Time Warner. Yeah. Why isn't why why isn't that considered a monopoly? And they wouldn't. Why wouldn't the government intervene? They actually, it's just the opposite. They are. Uh, as a matter of fact, this might be surprising to you. Uh, Trump is very much against that particular murder and agrees with your philosophy, and by the way, I do too. And there is a fight. There's a major fight from the SEC, and there's some antitrust issues there, and it right. absolutely is a monopoly. I 100% fear it because both companies suck ass. I, I can't stand either one, and I'm sure you you felt the same. But it does go through. you recommend buying that stock? <laughs> no, I not recommend. I, first of all, I don't recommend buying anything on the radio. But what I will say as I, I like to give, I like to give some tools. I like to give some guidance based on um, uh, here's some facts and let you make your own decision. Here's AT and T hasn't dropped their pants and dropped their dividend in, in 2002 when they could have, okay. in, in 2008 when they could have and should have. So they kept their same dividend, which is very key in some very bad times. AT and T is number one or number two battles Verizon for the largest cellular phone carrier in the United States, uh, volume wise. I don't think cellular phones are are going down and decreasing as far as volume. I think they're increasing. With that said, um, if I have a company that's got beat up, is paying a five, five and a half percent dividend and has a history of not dropping their dividend even in bad times and they're very solvent and very financially fit, 
if CDs suck, which they do, at a point, a point and a half, or two years, or three years, and AT&T is paying a 5.5% dividend, and you're willing to hold AT&T for three years, it might make sense to look into AT&T is what I'm saying. I'm not saying buy it. I'm saying it might make sense if you, if you do your research. So I kind of I give the situation, and I let the listeners and the investors take it for what, the, what it's worth. I'm not telling you, again, I can't stress enough because I'm not allowed to say I'm not allowed to do this. Right, Nor right. would I have, even if I was. I am not allowed to solicit a particular equity on the radio because I don't know the listeners what's called suitability. But I will say you should do your research on it and maybe look into it. If you're willing to take risk and you know what you're doing and if you have an investment guy or a woman or a team that you work with, have them do it with you. Or you can always call me off the air and uh, I'll gladly help you for free. Yeah, I have your number. I'm going to call you. I got uh, some right. money coming this summer, so I want to do something. All right, man. I appreciate it, and I appreciate the call. Can we, uh, Stevie, if you can, i like to send you a shirt and a gift card for the for the call-in. I really appreciate the call-ins. So, Stevie, right. you can get his name and number. I appreciate that. Okay. Have a good all right, Steve, I'll get that for you. All right, uh, News Radio 570 WKBN. John Arnold is our guest. Your comments, your questions, 729-9977, 729-9977. We'll get you through to John tonight. Talk a little bit about, you know, from your perspective, uh, you know, you, you're more than happy to help somebody with two, $3,000 and talk to them on a the phone or give them some guidance on that kind of stuff. Uh, from uh, because that money could grow and it could uh, potentially become one of your clients in the future, right? It's twofold. Exactly what you said. I've had many clients. I've had people that I've helped uh, when back when I was doing the morning show at Mangino back in 2006 that have just now become my client, ironically, that were eligible to roll their money over maybe a half million bucks or, or you know, they inherited XYZ, you know, mom's inheritance or came in some money, and they never forgot that I had helped them for free back in the day. But so from a businessman standpoint, it absolutely always makes sense to help you. But I can also say I've been on the other end of the, the, the line where I've needed help. I've needed help from maybe an attorney or a physician or a painter somewhere down the line. So somebody gave me, you know, a young guy, and I needed a, a break, and someone gave me that break, and I never forgot that. So it's my turn. Um, in a position to help people, you've done that, and you always do that. So that's the that's the reasons. One is a businessman, and two is a is a good human being, and I try to be that on both ends. All right, John Arnold is our guest. I thought uh, this was interesting. Just as a side note, John, the, it's uh, this is from a guy that owns Home Depot. The Republican effort to overhaul the nation's uh, tax code would unleash economic forces and undermine any doomsday predictions from Democrats, Ken Langone told them on CNBC. I listened to Senate Democratic leader Chuck Schumer, and the end of the world is coming with this tax bill, the billionaire businessman said. My guess is uh, it's the end of the world for the Democratic Party, because if this tax bill, in my opinion, passes, it's going to unleash economic forces, all the good for a lot uh, of uh, people. Uh, Langone was referring to criticism levied by Schumer ahead of the early Saturday passage of the Senate's version of the bill that aims to cut taxes on working Americans and corporations. Historians will mark this day as one of the darkest black-letter days in the long history of this Senate, Schumer said. The House approved its uh, tax overall package last month. My taxes are going to go up, and I think that's wonderful, Langone said. Nothing is going to change in my life if I pay more taxes. But he's saying, uh, but he warned the U.S. must cut federal debt and budget deficits in order to really get its financial house in order. He argued it's worth risking a very significant recession and even a big hit to the stock market to address the escalating red ink. So so he's saying if this passes, get out of the way, man. Things are going to soar. Yeah, kind of replicating what you and I said. You said it on your show. I'm saying it on mine. I think you and I both agree. Maybe it's, it's hard. It, it's hard to beat this plan. I mean, it really is. And the guy's preaching saying, "Look, I'm not. I'm not in the same galaxy." Or hang on, John. I'm, hang on. Okay. I got the headlines, and we'll come back with John Arnold, Paul, and Youngstown. You're coming up next, so stay with us.
Here's what's happening in the Valley. A settlement has been reached in a nearly two-year-old court case claiming Youngstown illegally used water and wastewater money for economic development. Some of the details were released today as part of City Council agenda. Council still must approve the settlement. The city has agreed to either issue credits to its customers or to transfer $1.45 million into the water fund. Any future water grants would be subject to a written policy. The details of that policy have not been released. There is more information this afternoon on the body that was found in a roll-off container about to be dumped at the Lafarge landfill in Lordstown on Friday. The Trumbull County coroner has determined the man died of suicide. His body was found by a driver at the site. He has not been identified, but the coroner says he is from Portage County. Storm Team 27 forecast partly sunny today, high in the lower 50s, low tonight 48, a chance of rain tomorrow with high 53. From the insurance experts, R. Kashmiri and Associates News Center, I'm Macy Jepson on News Radio 570 WKBN. Just ahead, more stimulating talk from the O'Charlie's Digital Studios. 9.99 menu, nine great meals, one great price. O'Charlie's. For that perfect gift, visit Deneen's Jewelry and Gifts, 822 North State Street, Girard. Rain showers developing tonight, especially late. Wind becoming gusty at times, jumping to 30 miles per hour. Small chance for isolated thunder through morning, lows in the middle 40s. Rain likely, especially early tomorrow, staying gusty with gusts to 30 miles per hour or higher. Daytime highs in the lower 50s, then falling through the afternoon and evening. With your Storm Team 27 forecast, I'm meteorologist Paul Radio. News on demand. Go to 570WKBN.com. Bad credit, no credit. Special financing available at Donnell Ford. Market Street, Boardman. Wetzel. Now 53. Hey, it's Ron Thurb. Let me talk to you for a second about the good folks over at Armstrong. Well, one more infinite possibilities. Of course, with Armstrong, we love it at our house. And with TiVo now, you know, obviously we got TiVo with Armstrong, and it's absolutely terrific. I don't know if you've explored that or not. you got to love it. You know, you're, you watch your shows when you want on your schedule if you want to record those through uh, TiVo, or perhaps you just get them through on demand as well. And, of course, I think the best Internet connection and speed has always been Armstrong. It's why I'm glad to be connected with The Wire to Armstrong, and I think you will be as well. I highly recommend it. Terrific service. Great, uh, you know, great picture, great internet, great service. One wire, infinite possibilities. It's Armstrong. News Radio 570, WQN, and Ron Verb. Next up is John Arnold. And uh, for him is Paul in Youngstown. Hello, Paul. Hey, hi there. Go ahead. Hey, question for you. I've got a, a pension and uh, an annuity, but really it's a 401k, and I'm, I'm in a target date fund based on my age, which is uh, mid-50s, and I'm, I'm curious, would you stay in a target date fund or would you self-direct? Absolutely never stay in target date funds. If you uh, try to do your okay. research on a target date, go ahead. Well, no, what is a no. target? What, what is a target date fund, John? I never heard of that. Oh, I'm sorry, Ron. Let me call her. Hold on. Let me help the education here. So a target date fund is is a pre-built fund that matches to your age based on suitability and aggressiveness and, and basically matchmaking your date to a market portfolio. So let's say you were 60 and the, the, the fund would be like what's called a 2020 fund. You put your money in the 2020 fund, it's probably going to be 90% short-term bonds and maybe 10 or 5% money market and 5% equities, the risk is going to be extremely low because that target date fund is designed to protect the money because the, because the retiree or the future retiree is going to retire uh, by 2020. Okay, So this gentleman is saying he picked a fund that is set up for somebody that's in his 50s uh, or, going to ret- or going to retire in his 50s which will probably be like a 75-25 fund, 75% bonds, 25% equities, and the goal would probably be to, full, be a, to get a 4 to 5% return. I hate them, and the reason why is because, they're one, they're extremely expensive, and two, they're not transparent. Um, so, caller, you're getting the answer to your question here as well. Uh, so they're probably going to charge you. They're, they're, they're a higher 
The funds usually charge way about double to triple the amount of a regular fund. And the reason is because it's a fund of funds fund. So in more normal in normal mutual funds you have stocks or you have bonds or a mixture of both and they're individual equities and individual bonds. And a fund of funds you have you know, many different mutual funds inside one fund making up the target date fund. So you got you have to pay for that because you're using all these different mutual fund managers. Plus, to administrate it, there's a, there's a higher cost as well. Why I hate it more than anything is because you try to research what your holdings are, your main holdings. Um, it's it's going to be very hard to find out what you're really truly in. So by building your own your own target date fund with yourself or with, a, with an investment person like myself or somebody else, you build your own portfolio um, and match make it to you versus just generically giving it to a target date fund. And you usually, again, I, I can never talk uncertainties, but usually you're going to come out ahead 2 to 3%. And I might not say it's selling a lot of money, but if you take the years of investing and what you've missed out, 2 or 3%, it's going to turn out to be tens of thousands of dollars. So I, hopefully that, that's helped you. And the other thing you said is you said you have an, a 401k, but it's actually an annuity. That puzzles me because majority of the time, and I'm not saying it doesn't happen, but the majority of the time, a 401k company will not issue 401ks through an annuity because the cost is ridiculous uh, to the recipient. So I hope you don't have an annuity as a 401k. Well, it's not truly an annuity. They they misnamed the fund, John. It's really a 401k, but you know okay. the fund just so. People would kind of understand that they, you know, 20 years ago they called it an annuity, but it truly is. It's a it's a 401k well, through the through the employer. Let me help. Let me help you and the listeners that a 401k is not an investment. A 401k is actually a tax label. You very well could, believe it or not, have had an annuity representing your 401k. That that has happened. As a matter of fact, if I, by memory serves me right, I think 717 Credit Union offers an annuity for their um, for their 401k, which is re- repulsive to me, but that's what they do. Um, so that very well could have happened. That's what threw me off. But a 401, but more than likely, you have a 401k that's with a company like Fidelity or T. World Price or somebody like that or John Hancock. Am I correct? Right, Mass Mutual. Mass Mutual. Okay. So there you go. So Mass Mutual is the, the third party administrator, probably plus the fund provider. Uh, and by the way, because it's mass mutual, believe it or not, because it's an insurance company, it very well could be an annuity, but I hope it's not. Well, the main thing is, is I, I hope I answered your question. And, um, you know, we, we, uh, well, hopefully you, if you have a, a, a minute or so, you can call my office and we'll, we'll help you align your account to build your own fund. And I'll help you get out of that, that, uh, target date fund if you like. Great. Thanks for the help. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Uh, John Arnold's our guest, News Radio 570 WKBN. And so we're talking. That's a, that's a first, uh, the, the Target Fund. Never heard of those before. Believe it or not, I believe you have those in your Clear Channel 401k slash iHeart 401k. Um, but uh, more like you're a very good investor, so you probably don't have those. and You're probably not using them. But those, those have really taken place uh, of what used to be a great uh, selection of mutual funds, and let me tell you the reason why. Um, so 401k companies and the companies themselves offering it, meaning the employers, are trying to get away from the fiduciary responsibility of managing a 401k. What better way to do it without hiring an investment advisor to offer pre-built funds that match make to the recipient or to the employee? And that's what they've done. So... For instance, when you're, if you used to work at General Motors, you had a 401k, you used to have 30 to 70 different investment options. I believe the options are down to about 13 now, with about six of them being target date funds. I'm totally against it. I hate that. Uh, but I understand from a fiduciary legal standpoint why these companies have gone this way, because they're trying to reduce their liability and their risk, and they're also trying to help participants that really this isn't their, you know, this isn't what they do. They're an interest in the market, and my industry has done a terrible job of, of uh, helping people in the past five, fifty years. So they don't really trust investment guys. So this is one of the ways they can do it cheaply and kind of get, you know, kind of release their liability, so to speak. 
All right, John Arnold's with us, News Radio 570 WQ yet. With, uh, with John, uh, he, when he accepts new clients, and you might be interested in being one of those, take people through that scenario for our listeners, for people that are out there that are thinking of, okay, maybe I can uh, use the services of John Arnold. I mean, because there are different risk tolerances you have. You basically sit down with somebody and see what, uh, what their game plan is and try to formulate one together, correct? Yes, and the best um, example I can give you what I'm actually doing is, is when you go into the doctor's office for, say you, have a, say you have the flu, okay, the doctor's trying to make sure that it is, in fact, the flu, and it's not a stomach virus, it's not uh, an infection of some kind, it's not, basically, uh, it's not uh, exhaustion. It, it's all these, he's doing various tests to make sure that it is in fact the flu. So he's doing a fact finder. So when you're going to when you go into the doctor's office, when they're checking your pulse and they're checking your blood pressure and they're checking your oxygen level and they're and they're asking your symptoms. The reason why they're doing that is because they're trying to narrow it down what it exactly is that you you need to be prescribed medication wise and or what remedy the doctor is going to propose to you because not it's not a one size fits all policy. The same exact thing happens at our firm. So when somebody comes in or a couple comes in, they sit down with us, and we I ask a, a you know a ton of questions. Some some in fact so much that they start getting aggravated because they say, "Why is that your business?" or "Why why why are you asking me this or that?" And then I explain to them the reason why, and then they understand it's for their benefit. But we ask them how long they've been investing in the market. What's their what's been their experience with investment people overall? Do they trust them? What kind of rate of return do you expect to keep me employed? Is one of my favorite questions, and they have no idea what I'm talking about. I say, what what rate of return do you expect to get out of me, in in order for me to keep your business? And a lot of them, believe it or not, have no idea. So I, I generally tell them, you know, for growth, we can expect you should measure me at a seven or eight percent gain per year. See, I give them. Market. I always give them my standard answer, folks: fifty percent. In 50, 50% a day, guaranteed. <laughs> well, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, no, that's in some jail time and loss of license for but then, I, uh, then we immediately but, call the ambulance and revive you. Or <laughs> <laughs> I call, or call our attorneys because the cops are on the way. Uh, I, I, in all seriousness, you know, I usually use the gauge of beta, which is SP 500, which is a 7 or 8% return to say if the, if the SP 500 is a normal average for the year, we should be at least meeting that or beating that. And, and they say, that's fair. Um, I always ask how liquid the money needs to be because in the event you have an emergency, uh, I want to make sure that I can get you this money. It's not locked up into something that maybe you don't know, uh, you don't want. And then the, the other thing is, is I, I have to ask what other investments and assets do you have? And that, believe it or not, is the most uncomfortable question for people because here, here's something that you might find surprising. They don't want to tell me everything, and I don't know why. And other financial advisors come across the same thing, and I'm sure they will happen as we speak. They think that they're doing themselves a favor by hiding assets from me, or they don't want me to know I got this person, or I got this at Merrill Lynch, or I got this CD. And it's the worst thing you can do because, and the reason, by the way, that they're they're not telling me that or the investment people overall is because. They're afraid they're going to get pressured to move it. Now, now my personality is if I have to pressure you to, to do something with me, you shouldn't be my client. I, I don't want that kind of business. But they don't know that at the time. So um, they're thinking that they're going to hide that so they don't get pressured or, or there's an attempt to move it. And I'm trying to build a portfolio knowing every single little thing they have in place to protect them. So it's one of those things to where uh, it's one of those things to where I, I – I do a, a, a complete fact finder, and here's the thing. I actually try to help the people interview me, and a lot of them don't know the questions to ask. So I ask the questions for them, you know, how long, I've been in, how long have I been in business, what degrees do I hold, uh, what awards and accolades do I, have I given, what kind of complaints have I received. I kind of give them a full breakdown of what they should be asking, and they, they like that because a lot of them don't know what to ask. And the, the number one concern for them is, is, is if – Am I a fiduciary? And I'm proud always to say I've been a fiduciary since 2007. So um, we do that complete fact finder. And at that time, 
I give them a couple strategies, and I ask them if they like to move forward, and the majority of the time they do. And then if they brought their statements with them or their checkbook, we open up the account. It takes about 10 minutes. The assets transfer over within about 10 business days, and we bring them back in, and we have a, we have a review of the strategies and what we're going to do. And I, I go over the fact finder again just to make sure nothing's changed. And we get them set up online, and then we set up a three-month review from there to make sure that they're happy with everything. And normally after three or four months, it's kind of easy-peasy, nice and easy, just like a perfectly working machine. Uh, some kind, sometimes, sometimes they're snafus. Uh, the other, the, re, the the sending company sometimes plays games, uh, sending the money because a lot of people don't like to release the money, or um, there's a certain document or whatever have you. But generally speaking, it's about a ten day to thirty day process, and then and then the relationships built, and we get on trying to make money for the client. Right, and there's always a, there's always the idea of well, do you plan on retiring at sixty two or sixty six, or do you plan to keep on working? You know, a lot of people enjoy their job and are going to keep on going. I mean, those are all factors into the portfolio that you might put somebody in, and the risk involved in it as well, John. It's a, it's not it's not sometimes it's every every you we just brought up one of the the major questions I ask is. When do you want to use this money and what for? And surprisingly enough, I'm going to say three out of ten people, their their goal is to leave the money to their kids, and um, and then and that's important to know because then our entire investment philosophy and our and our our uh, strategies then change to building a portfolio that's going to maximize the returns to their kids, not themselves. We can be more aggressive, and then believe it or not, a product they usually hate. Uh, we institute an annuity in that time because annuities are built for passing on wealth, and they're very good for doing so. Um, so, e- exactly. And then, like you said, if, if someone's fifty-five and their goal is to retire sixty-two, you know, give me an estimated layout of how much money I'm going to get with this portfolio with a contingent growth that's not guaranteed in sixty-two combined with this Social Security, and we do that for them. And it's it's always surprisingly more than they expect. They cannot they cannot believe it. And it's because of the years and years and years of saving and scrimping and cutting coupons and they they forget that they have amassed this amount of money. And the average person dies between eighty two and eighty four. And if you take the strategy between sixty two and eighty four with a four to six percent um you know return rate, we're drawing it out, it, it usually ends up being to where they have very little chance of running out of money if we invest it correctly. So um, hopefully that answered your very short question with a very long answer. Right, but, but it's a, but but it's the right answer. You know, a guy like me, when I hit 66 or 80 or whatever, I want to leave all that money to my young 25-year-old trophy wife when I'm in my 80s. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we have set up that portfolio. <laughs> right. that's, uh, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's how I roll around here, folks. A regular Matt Lauer, if you will. But oh, you're, you're a pimp. Go there ahead. you go. We're talking with John. Now, John uh, is, uh, always accepts new clients, uh, like I say, uh, more than happy to meet with you. John is a guy that, uh, when you, when you, have his services he can sell and uh, you know sell stuff and move stuff around in your portfolio without your permission because he's paying attention to this stuff and you're doing what you do so if he senses this is this this is going to go down and he's going to go here so you have a certain amount of freedom to genuinely manage the money yes <clears throat> as i said many times on the show we refuse and I mean this in a respectful way. We refuse to take an account that hasn't, what, what has non-discretion on it, which means if a client's not willing to give me full discretion, the authority to move their money on time and price that's going to benefit them, then we are not a, we're not able to perform our services for you, and therefore I can't justify charging a fee. Um, and you sh- we're probably not a fit. That has never happened because the clients normally come in knowing what they get, and they really like the fact that I'm able to move their money without their permission. So. Absolutely. To reiterate what you said, the uh, we we take discretionary accounts and we are given what's called discretionary authority, which means we're going to act on time and price in favor of the client to get them ultimately the best result. Right. It, that it, doesn't it, mean that always happens, but that means we give it our best. Right. But it all. Try. But it also means he's actively managing your money. We'll be back with John after this. Stay tuned. 
888-848-NOW. Let's check out the Storm Team 27 forecast brought to you by Cordy Cigar Box inside Cheap Tobacco, State Streets in Girard. Weather-wise, low tonight's going to be down to 47, and so we're at 53 right now. Tomorrow, we got an 80% chance of rain. 52 will be the high tomorrow, and 27 will be the low. Then we have the temperature chain, uh, chain that uh, they've been talking about. On Wednesday, our high will be 34. Our low will be 23. It'll be a dry day. Our high on Thursday will be freezing at 32, and our low will be 22 in a dry day. we got a 30% chance of maybe some light snow on Friday, 33 for a high, 20 for a low. Maybe even some light snow on Saturday, 31 for a high, 18 for a low. Maybe even some light snow on Sunday, and 25 uh, is what they're calling for a high. News Radio 570 WKN. So cold weather ahead. Uh, but, uh, boy, so far so good, man, through December 5th. And it doesn't look like any significant type of snow from what I'm seeing here. We're at 53 degrees right now. Ron Verb, News Radio 570 WKN. We're talking with John Arnold. So this is the Truth Investing Show on News Radio 570 WKN. By the way, whether you're here or in Florida or wherever you might be traveling for the holidays, and so you follow John Arnold, want to hear what he has to say, uh, make sure you take him along. All you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app on your smartphone. You can listen to News Radio 570 WKN wherever you're going and stay in touch with what John's talking about when it comes to the markets. Every Monday at 6, uh, John Arnold's iHeartRadio app here. We encourage you to download that. News Radio 570 WQN 654. John Arnold is our guest. John's office, folks, is located on Star Center. Uh, if you know over where, like, uh, there's a Bruno Brothers Pizza, the uh, bar and uh, poor house is over there. And uh, you know, it's it's right to pretty much at the corner of 224 and Lockwood Boulevard in that area by the Shell Station. Back in there is where you'll find John Arnold's office. And uh, that's where the John's headquarters, if you want to call the office, make an appointment, he'd be more than happy to meet with you. Do you find, John, that you're also, uh, particularly with uh, uh, businessmen, uh, they should think about retirement accounts or SEP accounts. Uh, would you not agree with that for them, either themselves or maybe their employees? Yeah, it's an excellent way to reduce your taxes with really no m- more money out of your pocket. So... You're talking about a simple or a SEP IRA. We, we offer both or a single K. or all, There's all kind of different qualified plans, but let's use the most common one, which is what I use, a simple IRA. So simple IRA carries way higher net uh, deductible rules, meaning deduct rules, meaning that instead of writing off 5500 or 6500 off your IRA, you write off $18,000 off your income. Uh, if you want to... Um, if you want your employees to uh, get a benefit like a 401k, but you want to pay for the cost of it, uh, a simple IRA is a really cheap way to do it because you don't need a TPA service to administrate it. And uh, you obviously, the money you put into your employee's nest egg for them is also tax deductible. So, And it's a way to attract and keep great employees. So absolutely, this is a great time to be thinking about that. We, we probably should have a complete show on on uh, the different qualified plans and how it can help small businesses out there, and I'd love to do that sometime. And then also you should be thinking about funding your HSA, which I think is extremely important, often mis- mistaken for what's called a flexible spending account. And an HSA, contrary to popular belief, does not disappear at the end of the year. It's a it's an IRA type type of investment that works uh, for your health health instead. So. I think the rules are taking the uh, limits up to $6,900 next year for a family. That means you could deduct $6,900 off your income. It will grow tax-deferred. I happen to use home savings alone as my preferred um, HSA because they don't have any fees, which is unusual. Typical HSAs uh, carry very high fees. Home savings alone are, are popular. Hometown Bank does not uh, have any fees on theirs. It's an excellent plan. And I have no dog in my hunt, by the way. And then um, it, it, it's a way to reduce your, your tax bill, excuse me, and your health bill, your health insurance bill, because you can uh, build a nice savings, a health savings account and then obviously get a higher deductible plan, which reduces your out-of-pocket expense for your health insurance every month, which is what Jennifer and I do. Um, those are the two major things, like you talked about, simple IRAs, and health savings account, if you're looking for a cheap way 
to give a great benefit to your to your own family or to your employees. Too soon, John Arnold, to talk about uh, anything with what Aetna and CVS or what's what's going there. Man, that just got announced today officially. It is too soon. I like to find out how the SEC is going to look at that. We have probably the same kind of scenario as Time Warner and the in uh, the AT and T deal. We're going to see if there's a monopoly there created. I know that they interfered with the Sprint. Uh, AT&T deal, I think Sprint, or somebody in Sprint when major play in Sprint was trying to merge and the SEC said no way. So we'll see what happens with that. It is too soon, definitely. All right, and we shall see. All right, a uh, couple of things uh, in closing. Once again, where John, John, tell folks how they can get a hold of you as far as where your office is, uh, your phone number, and of course, uh, your website uh, as well. Okay. Give us a call for a free consultation, or if you just want to talk to me on the phone, at 330-965-9890. Again, 330-965-9890. Uh, we're located on the Internet at www.jarnoldwealth.com. Again, www.jarnoldwealth.com. There's a new site being uh, made that I think is going to be really fantastic. Lauren Litvig's company is making it, but right now it's a pretty decent website. And you can also check us out on Facebook. Uh, obviously, just like up Jay Arnold on your search page uh, on Facebook, and then it appear, and you'll see some videos on there, some education type stuff, and basically some things you might want to know about us. And again, the consultations are free. It's it's a zero pressure type deal. Come on in with your portfolio. We think we can win you over with our, our education and our advice. And if we can't, at least you got a free second opinion. And I pride myself on treating people the way I want to be treated. Absolutely. That's John Arnold. He's here every Monday, 6 o'clock on News Radio 570 WKBN with uh, his take on what's going on as far as uh, the financial world and uh, always answering your questions as well. John, appreciate you being with us. Look forward to talking to you next Monday at 6 o'clock. Thanks. You have a terrific night. Thanks, Ron. Thanks, Steve. Bye bye. All right. News Radio 570 WKBN. Stay tuned for the news next at 7 o'clock. Sean Hannity to follow Ron Verb. News Radio 570 WKBN. Back tomorrow afternoon at 3 o'clock. And as always, keep it locked here. News Radio 570 WKBN, Youngstown, Ohio.